Welcome to Yoga Retreat Secrets with Hargobin. I've hosted over 400 retreats now, and I'm so excited to share the hard-earned lessons with you. My hope is this podcast will help you change more lives, share more yoga, and become more profitable in your business. If you want more, I encourage you to join my free online challenge at casaom.com slash challenge, and I'll share all my yoga retreat secrets directly with you. What's up, everybody? It's Hargobin. Hope you're having an awesome day. Today, I want to talk to you about the power of the upsell on your retreat. And I always say one third of the people coming onto your retreat are probably like saved up their money and can just barely afford uh, the event that you're putting on. One third of the people that are coming on your retreat, they go on retreats all the time. It's just part of their budget. The $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, $5,000 that they're spending is just a normal part of their monthly or semi-monthly expenditures. Then one-third of the people on your retreat, it's not even a drop in the bucket. And it doesn't even register as a, a, a real expense because that's not a lot of money to them. And that's just the reality of this business. And I think it's important to remember this when you're putting together your pricing and especially when you're putting together a potential upsell coming out of your retreat. I got this text message from one of my customers, which made me so happy. He wrote, I appreciate your pre-retreat advice to continue doing coaching at the retreat. I was going to stop it based on feedback from the previous year. Some people said they didn't like the coaching in his previous year. And I just told him, I was like, don't listen to those people. They're crazy. People seem to love the mini retreat workshops last month. And two people from the retreat just signed up to my year long coaching program. So I listened to you. Ha, he means me. Yes. Again. And this, this, this is a retreat leader that I've just had a lot of good, great conversations with over the past years as, as he's developed his retreats. And I just love getting that text message uh, because it means I was right. <laughs> it's my single favorite thing to do every day is be right. But jokes aside, what I love about it was it really represents what I tell people all the time. First, your customer will tolerate it. Then they'll celebrate it. Or second is they'll accept it. And then third, they're going to celebrate it. And so when you come up with a new thing that you're going to introduce to your sandbox retreat space where you can create things and, and test your ideas, they're going to tolerate it. They're not going to be like, Harkabin, you're amazing. That coaching session was the greatest thing ever. They're going to be like, um, I don't know. Maybe it's okay. Because you're forcing their brains to evolve. And they're forcing to see you not only in what you do, but where you're also becoming and going into. And that's just a different experience for the brain to have in your customer. So, so you're, you're changing their, their neural pathways, which is not a comfortable process, but it's how we all grow. Okay. Then they're going to accept it where they're going to be like, Oh, Hargobin does yoga, but he also does sound bath. Okay. That's kind of cool. And then eventually they're going to be like, Oh my God, I got so much value out of this because Hargobin does sound bath, yoga, coaching, rents a yacht you know, does ice bath, does hot yoga, does hand balancing, does contortion, takes me to the circus, takes me to these amazing places. And before they know it, they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. 
but the only way you get your customer to that place of overwhelming positivity is by continually adding in new things and taking risks in what you're doing. Way too many of you, I said this in some of my podcasts, are playing it way too safe. You're thinking that all I'm going to do is what I do at the yoga studio, and I'm going to take them and go to this new beautiful place and just do yoga in paradise. That can work because of the, 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 how much they know, like, and trust you. But no matter how much it works, you have to realize you're still leaving money on the table. And, and what I love about, about, you know, the case of this text message is, uh, he, he continues on later on and he says, this retreat may have been my favorite in 10 years. And then upselling two clients into the one-on-one -on -one coaching program for a $14,000 additional revenue was just a bonus. So he made 14K in the upsell of, of, of his retreat. He probably only brought in 20K in revenue. And then he's got an upsell where he brings in another 14K. That's like $34,000 of revenue on his three-day, four-day retreat. That's awesome in, in my book. So the way that you get here is you have to trust yourself. And you, the, the only ultimate guide in this business is trust you. And if you've had a positive experience with Bikram Yoga, and then you've had a positive experience with Wim Hof Ice Bath, then introduce your clients to Wim Hof Ice Bath. If you do ice bath and sound healing and plant medicine, and you've had an amazing experience with coaching, then get, introduce your clients to the coaching. And it's, it's really that simple where if you've had a positive experience, your customers already trust you. Your job is to continually introduce them into more and more life-changing positive experiences. Along this line, I gotta say it because it's so true. When we look to our teachers, whether we come from the Bikram lineage or we come from the Yogi Bhajan lineage or we come from the Wim Hof lineage or we come from we come from uh, Amma's lineage of, uh, of, of loving and hugging and kindness and, and service, it's important to realize that you're not going to get to the level of Bikram by teaching Bikram yoga. You're not going to get to the level of Amma by giving people hugs. You're not going to get to the level of Wim Hof by doing and leading pranayama and ice bath and mindset. You're not going to get to Tony Robbins level by being a life coach. I hate to say it, but those spaces are already occupied. You can live in the shadow of the legends by doing what the legends did and buying their program. You will never become the legend by following in the footsteps of somebody else. The only way you're going to become the legend is by continually refining your craft so that you become completely unique. When Bikram started teaching hot yoga in Tokyo and then came over to Los Angeles, nobody was teaching hot yoga. He was the guy. Okay? When Wim Hof started, you know, doing all of his crazy challenges and, you know, sitting in the ice for an hour and 50 minutes and swimming under the ice and doing all these cool things for the Guinness Book of World Records. Nobody was doing that. Now everybody is doing it. People even beat Wim Hof's records. 
But nobody knows who those people are because they're following in the shadow of the master. Same thing with Alma. Okay? Amazing service, contribution, spiritual energy, all that good stuff. Okay? An amazing uh, ritual in the hugging of everybody and chanting mantras into their ears. It'll never be replicated because, because it already caught the imagination. But for you, how, like, what's your contribution going to be? Okay? And when we look at these people and we think, wow, this epic level of success, we have to break it down to, like, what did they actually do? And what they did was they were just synthesizing what they were learning at the moment and then went and, and big and bold in their communication about it. But ultimately, they had a product and promoted a product that hadn't really been promoted and, 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 and screamed from the mountaintops like that. And so the question for all of us is, like, if we actually respect these people, if we actually look up to these people, well, how do we follow the way that they actually not not do what they say, but do what they actually did? And the way that we do what they actually did is we take advantage of the times where we can be creative. And that's ultimately what you get when you go when you lead your yoga retreat is you get a sandbox to play in. And it's your sandbox where you can really lean into the the, the positive experiences that you've had, because most likely it's not just yoga. It's not just healthy eating. It's not just ice bath. It's not just coaching. It's some mix of all of those things. And the more unique you get, and the more repetitions you get to serve and connect with people and change their lives for a better way, you're going to refine your process. And once you refine your process, you're going to start communicating with so much power and confidence and courage that it's going to attract more and more people into your world. And this is ultimately how you're going to be the next Tony Robbins or you're going to be the next Bikram minus some of the... <laughs> <laughs> some of the baggage okay but this is how how you're gonna you're gonna be that person that can have massive powerful transformation in people's lives and my argument to you is you're not going to do that if you just follow your 200 hour yoga certification like i'm not seeing it and i watch i watch everybody i can possibly watch the people that i'm seeing that are having the most massive impact are are one <laughs> They're extremely refined in their craft and they're constantly learning and they're constantly developing what they're doing on the retreats. And then two, they got lucky on the timing with what their actual skills are. And we can talk more about the luck of your timing of your skill um, later on. So that's what I got for you today, my friends. Um, I hope it's useful. And ultimately, I hope the message is be fearless in being unique. And remember, don't listen to the initial rejection. Because when you go unique, at first they're going to reject you. Then they're going to accept you, which is still boring. But step three is they're going to celebrate you. And only the tough make it to the point where they actually celebrate you. Most people just quit at the first rejection or even at the boring level of when they just accept that you're just another life coach or you're just another yoga teacher or you're just another hand balance guy. And then you keep at your craft and eventually they celebrate you as you're the one. And that's what I hope for you. And I, I wish you so much luck and blessings and fortitude to get there. Send me a message if you like my podcast. I love hearing from you. I'll catch you later. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to meet me in person, come to Casa Ohm in Mexico or West Virginia. I love hearing from my podcast crew. Send me a note at facebook.com slash Hargobin if you'd like to connect further. Have an awesome day.